This podcast contains sensitive content which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it. The podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. (laughs) And I can't help myself but laugh because right before we started, my mom said, please, as we talk about this next episode, try not to trigger my anxiety, which is impossible. Because we've both got such bad anxiety around the whole thing. So now it's going to be my fault that we both have panic attacks after this, after recording this episode and rehashing everything we've got to rehash. Yes. And our, our listeners should know we do plan for every episode. We do what we call a pregame. Oh, and, um... <laughs> planning is a generous term. <laughs> what would you call it? I think pregame is pretty fair. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Where... Where we talk as much as we can about what we're going to talk about and then trigger each other's anxiety and then press record. That's about as far as we got. So um, we (laughs) irked each other a little bit in this most recent pregame. And I thought, uh, well, we better just start recording because we want to be in good moods. Okay. And that (laughs) is anything but a sure thing because what irked me in our pregame was that my mom is currently chewing gum and anyone who knows me knows that mouth sounds are the quickest way for you to forever be in my bad graces and this is not this is something I'm not even kidding I've I've actually when I was in high school I remember lunging across the table and slapping my brother in the face because I did because he because he was purposefully making mouth sounds with his cereal before we left for school to drive me nuts anyway it was definitely a bad move on my part but all I'm saying is that mouth sounds drive me nuts and I gave my mom 30 seconds to spit her gum out 30 (laughs) seconds that I had my earphones off and I was just yelling into the microphone without my headphones on saying you have 30 seconds to spit out your gum otherwise I'm not going to record with you and then I get back on and I say did you spit out your gum and she goes (laughs) she goes she goes, yes. Well, no, but you're not going to hear it. <laughs> so she still lie. got her gum and I'm already having a panic attack. No, I took it out. I did take it out. You are okay, a liar. So, okay. So No, I'm telling the truth. I, I, I am telling you the truth. It is All not right. here. All right. Fine. Um, so yeah, so we were just finishing up our nine day hospital stay. As you recall, if you've been listening to any of the previous episodes, and by the way, if you haven't, I recommend going back, but we just finished our nine, about nine or 10 days hospital stay in Anna's back surgery and the recovery and our adventures. We had a additional day at a hotel in between hospital and home because of travel, um, traveling. And then, and that was quite a 
quite an evening that we spent together um, after real sleep deprivation and all the stuff that we went through. Anna had some of that intense, intense pain that evening. And I didn't know what to do. You know, it's different when you're in the hospital and you're surrounded by wonderful medical professionals who can calm you down and tell you, you know, well, we can try this or that. I mean, it was me in a Hampton Inn <laughs> the front de- and the front desk person was a no help. So although I- what, what remains to be said about the hotel person, the front desk lady, is that she did give us an entire paper bag full of little candies because I was feeling nauseous when we first arrived at the hotel and she had this little dish of hard candies out and the doctors had said, if you have any hard candies, it would be good for you to suck on them, you know, if you get nauseous. And so I had said, can I have some of these hard candies? And she goes, oh yeah, just wait one second. I'll go get you some from the back. And she comes out with at least a pound of little hard candies. And I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. But thank you. Very she sweet stocked of her. us up. I think she felt bad for us because we kind of told her a little bit what was going on. I remember when she went behind the desk, I was like, well, she's gone. I'm just going to take a handful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, oh, my word. You were such a stinker. She, I was like, mom, yeah. she's getting us some from the bag. Mom's got like both her grimy little <laughs> both are grimy little mitts in this tiny little dish she's like which ones do you want do you want the blue ones do you want the red ones just tell me which ones you want and i'm like mom she's she's getting let's get what we want go mom mom somehow jumped from this woman saying i'll be right back with some art candies for you too she's never coming back let's just get our own get into the elevator and go She came back. She got mom red-handed with both of her sticky little hands. I still have those candies. There were so many of them. It's impossible to get through them all. Well, that and also you left me alone high as a kite in the CVS candy aisle. And I bought a two-kilo bag of... (laughs) A (laughs) two-kilo bag of Reese's miniatures. And I think a whole bottle of prune juice. (laughs) Because in my brain, in my brain, that's what I need. Oh, yes. and a whole box of like make a home Velveeta mac and cheese. I learned to keep you close <laughs> at that point. Yes, you did. Oh my word! Not, you were yelling like at me about like the diarrhea medicine or something. That you were, <laughs> bowel you were stimulants, yeah, because the doctors, <laughs> the doctors had said make sure you pick up some bowel stimulants in case you get constipated after surgery. Yes, and so you reminded was, um, me, and you said, "Oh, we need bowel stimulants." I was like, "Shh." And you're, <laughs> And so I yelled at the top of my lungs across like six aisles in CBS because I was on my tiptoes looking over the aisles at my mom. And I said, don't forget the bowel stimulants. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a great memory. That was before yeah. the surgery. But then after the surgery, when I was on all those really strong painkillers, we were there again at that same pharmacy, which we were already <laughs> listed on, I think, the blacklist there. And she was filling up a prescription for me. And so she left me alone in the candy aisle. And I, yeah, I bought a lot of candy. And then I had one piece and then put the, all the rest <laughs> in her cupboard where I think it sits to this day. Although I do know that you used a lot of it for Halloween. Yes. And um, no, there's none of that left. But there are still the wrapped candies from the kind hotel woman. But in any event, I um, got Anna into that, into that hotel room. And remember the wheelchair didn't have legs? Do you remember I had to drag you backwards? Wait, yes. 
So it had wheels. What what she's talking about is it didn't have the foot pedestals that you have to put your feet in. Which so needed. it ruins the point of a wheelchair because what are you supposed to hold your legs out front? If you could do that, then you could walk. It's right. you've got to have leg support if your legs aren't working, which is the only reason you would ever need a wheelchair. Ridiculous. Yeah. So she had to drag me. My heels were dragging on the ground. It was the most ridiculous. We should get a refund for that. <laughs> for that stay. <laughs> Although would maybe you, she made you, up for it with all the candy. Would you send that email, please? Um, yeah, so so anyway, we got through that night. Actually, my husband had to drive to the place to bring her special bed because of all the pain that she was in. I had to pull her, get her somehow out of the hotel bed. I dragged the sheet. Remember, I had to drag you with the sheet. And I was so worried that I actually remember on my phone, I had pressed nine and one. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> my thumb was hovering over that last one. So I was really thinking... It, that's how bad it got because she was yeah. in a lot of pain having that huge rash thing happen and didn't know how to get it settled down. But thankfully, we got it. We got through that night. Anyway, so we got home. We got Anna in her special chair. She had her therapy kitty. Occasionally, she went out on walks with her dad and me. Yeah, we had to do one of those every day, three times a day, every day. We had to walk yeah, around the block. Very, very difficult. Or around the cul-de-sac, at least. Mm-hmm. And then we were going along for, what was it, two weeks, three weeks? How long were you home uh, before? It was two weeks. We were home for two weeks. Okay. Yeah, because Joe's birthday, so we know. Right. So um, we were celebrating Joe's birthday, and Dad was out uh, with a group of men hiking uh, far away. And all of a sudden, your pain started kind of taking a turn. Do you want to talk about what happened? It started two yeah. days before, actually. And I thought, uh-oh. Yeah. Well, the issue the issue was that I hadn't really been eating. I, ha- I barely ate in those two weeks. And I remember that day, just before, one of my very, very dear friends came over with a sweet little basket of fresh vegetables and freshly made vegetable dip and some fresh grapes. And she came over just to say hi and spend some time with me. And so that was the first time I'd eaten in a long time. Anything, you know, more than a little bit of soup here or there or something like that. And so I had some broccoli and then I started kind of noticing that my stomach started hurting a little bit. And so in my brain, that meant that that pain was due to the broccoli because of that coincidence. And so I was thinking to myself, oh, surely that's why I'm in pain. And so I thought, oh, it'll go away. You know, if it's just some kind of constipation or gas, you know, it'll go away. And so then, yeah, for the next couple of days, it just slowly started to get a little bit worse. And it it started out as kind of just a buzzing pain in my right side, right along where they, um, you know, part of where they had operated. And, you know, after a couple of days, it started getting really bad. And this is where, you know, my brother and his fiance came over to celebrate his birthday. My grandma was also there at the house on that day. She was there for a couple of weeks, I think, right? Right. To help when I went back to work to help take care of yeah. you. And um, right. we had a cake and, but I was really starting to feel like something wasn't right. Cause you had actually asked me to get you like a compression something for your ribs because of the pain. Yeah. Like a, like a pregnancy belt or something like that mm-hmm. for, for women who, after they give birth, they have that compression belt to help with, you know, whatever that is. I don't even know. <laughs> No, but I'd heard that some compression can help the pain. It was actually it was actually for people I think with like back surgery. Oh, or I thought it, I thought it was a pregnancy belt. No, I it's, I can't remember what it was called, but it was more for. Okay, so you don't remember what it was called, but you know that I'm wrong. Yes. Well, <laughs> what would be a pre- okay. there's no such thing as a pregnancy belt? I don't think there or, is. There what? are there is. Yeah, for support of your lower back when you're like in the last trimester of pregnancy. Huh. It, like holds well, that's not what I bought. Lower- stomach in your lower back. That's not what I got. I got something that was just kind of wrapped around you like elastic. It was it was Velcro and you put it around you and you said 
that's making it worse. And anyway, so he's getting worse and we're singing happy birthday (laughs) blow out the can. And you actually, this is when I knew it was bad. You are a lover of cake. Is it true? Well, correction. I'm not a lover of cake as much as I'm a lover of frosting. And that, that I made sure that that cake was buttercream frosting because we'd been planning to get the cake for a couple of days. And I said, I don't care what kind of cake it is. It's not even my birthday. But the frosting has to be buttercream frosting because <laughs> it's happening in a house that I'm nevertheless, in. <laughs> nevertheless, I shall dictate which kind of frosting goes on that cake. So anyway, yeah. Exactly. So you were really looking and forward been, to the frosting. Yeah. And we're cutting the cake and you're like, I don't want any. I can't even go in there. So you were in a different Yeah, room. I couldn't even get up out of my chair. Yeah. And they all mm-hmm. went to the dining room. And I there are two things that I love. Buttercream frosting and also celebrating. I love right. to celebrate. True. I love, I love to sing happy birthday. I love all that stuff. And I love to be included. And yet when Aww. the time to sing and blow out candles came around, I couldn't even get up out of my chair and Aww. I was stuck in my zero gravity chair. And I heard everybody else singing happy birthday in the other room. And I was Aww. just there. And I remember kind of getting choked up because I was so wishing that I could be in there. But yeah. then my tears were stopped by the fact that I was in so much pain at that point, and my right side had really started to hurt. Yeah. And so then I, I decided to try to go upstairs to kind of get away from the noise and not be a party pooper, because I felt bad. Everybody was like, okay, you know, here we are blowing out candles, and Anna is weirdly in the other room all alone, you know, sad. Yeah. So I wanted to go upstairs to not be uh, rain on the parade. And then I remember being up there and I remember messaging my mom on Facebook <laughs> saying, is this, are they gone yet? Because this this issue is getting out of hand. You remember that? I do. I didn't really get that message. Yeah. You know what else I remember? You not responding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> I ran. I, I was running upstairs, downstairs. Anyway, they were very gracious and they knew something was going on. And so I said, I ran upstairs and I took a look at you and you're like, I think we need to go to the hospital. And in my you, mind- Wait, hold on. Are you saying that you said that? No, you said that. Oh, I was about to say. I know. You were all for not going to the hospital, you right. stinker. Because I knew the hospitals here had never seen the surgery. I, I you That's know, true. I knew that we were going to be like trying to explain stuff and showing x-rays yeah. and all that. So I was really- we all- also, you did you did call a friend for advice as well. And yes. because yeah, and, and because it's such a weird surgery though, nobody really knew what to say because yes. the surgery was so, you know, unknown. You can't ask somebody who doesn't know about the surgery what we should do post surgery. Right. So yeah. So it wasn't until you were collapsed. I, I hate to say this, but you were collapsed on the bathroom floor vomiting that I was like, We're yeah. going into and- let me just paint the picture into mm. a wicker trash can. <laughs> With no plastic bag. Like, that's how bad it was. I couldn't even get myself to the toilet. Like, I got into the bathroom and I collapsed on the floor because the pain was in my side. So it had me doubled over. And I couldn't physically even sit up enough to get my head towards the toilet. It was just straight into the wicker trash can, which really wasn't very (laughs) helpful. But I mean, I suppose it limited the damage somewhat. But I remember you didn't realize I was I was vomiting because I had been kind of running back and forth to the bathroom thinking I was going to throw up for an hour or so. And then I remember being there on the floor of the bathroom and, and it had suddenly it had become like every second and a half I was throwing up again. Yeah, and I ha- didn't have anything other up. than that. Yeah. Anything other than those two little pieces of broccoli in my stomach. So at that point, it was almost entirely stomach acid. So yeah. it really hurt coming mm. up. 
And I remember in between when I would have about 1.5 seconds of free space. Oh, by the way, butt tingle warning about this whole thing. <laughs> We're kind of late. But I remember saying from the floor of the bathroom, Mom, <laughs> trying, but she was downstairs and the bathroom door was closed and there was no way that I could yell loud enough to get anybody up there. And so I was just like, Mom, <laughs> I can still remember it. And then blessedly, you came up the stairs, you know, because obviously you weren't going to leave me unattended. So like a minute later, you came up the stairs and I remember you rapping on the door like, knock, 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 Anna. And I'm like, come in here, yeah, get in here. Great. And you walked in and you looked and you were like, oh, my word. And I, I just said, hospital, hospital, hospital. Mm-hmm. We need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So then do you remember then what happened after that? I don't want to monopolize this episode. No, that's like okay. That just, we got in the car. Um, Grammy went with us and I drove. And as we drove, things got worse. Um, You went from kind of surges of pain to just straight pain. And yeah, and that was the worst part was that on that car ride, you know, and just from from probably the point that I was vomiting completely, just uncontrollably, it stopped having there was no respite, like there was no relief at all. There wasn't a minute where I could kind of catch my breath. And that was the issue as well, is that it was stopping me from like the pain. Like we've talked about pain so far in this podcast. And we've talked about the pain of waking up from what was uh, four surgeries all in one. Because that one back surgery with the four tethers, each tether is considered its own surgery. And I got four of them done. So technically I did have four back surgeries all at once and was woken up with nothing blocking the pain from that just a few hours after they had finished. And that pain, seriously, didn't even compare to this pain. I mean, it was the worst worst pain that I have ever, it's I, it's inconceivable. And I remember even thinking at the time to myself, there are going to be times later in my life when I think that I'm in pain and I just want myself to remember that this is real pain and there's nothing that can ever compare to this. It was. And so we finally showed up to the hospital and what happened next? <laughs> we pulled into the emergency yeah, room so parking just lot. Just a note to myself and others, I should have called an ambulance, but I, I guess I just still was hoping this was going to turn itself around somehow. I really did not want to be doing what we were doing. I just remember feeling like they're not going to know how to help. Are they going to make it worse? You know, I just was yeah. so scared about everything. And um, Well, it's also worth saying that I was adamant that I didn't want an ambulance. And so I was scared because I know I had heard a horror story from one of my friends in high school years ago. She was an exchange student and she passed out at one point and they called an ambulance and it was like $20,000 for a ride. Now she may have not had the right number, but in my brain, I'm thinking, I'm not going to, I'm, there's no way I'm going to cost anyone $20,000 more because I was, I too was thinking, you know, maybe it's going to turn around. Yeah. So, I mean, in the ride itself wasn't so bad, although it was very traumatic for everybody in the car. Um, mostly for Anna, but also it was when we got there because I pull up to the emergency room to the door and it's like, okay, I got to, how do I get her in there? And I got to leave her in the car, go in, you know, try to get somebody to help. Yeah. An emergency. Cause I was, <laughs> cause I was in a cannonball position in the front seat. Yeah. And it's like our favorite comedian says the biggest oversight in the Western world is that there's no valet parking at the emergency room. I had to go up and say, you know, to the front desk person and say, excuse me, I'm having an emergency out there in the parking lot. I need, I need help. I need someone to come and get my daughter. And and she, yeah. And carry my daughter in. Yes. But instead they brought out a wheelchair. Yeah. Cause they said, if you don't call an ambulance that that all we can give you is a wheelchair, which is is ridiculous. Anyway. So we pulled you in a wheelchair 
checked you in, but you're vomiting and yelling out in pain. Would you say yelling out at that point? Oh, my word, yes. I was okay. yelling. And I was doing it on purpose as well because, well, not on purpose as in I wasn't naturally yelling, but I wasn't trying to hold back my own yelling because I remember they pulled us up to this front desk and I was literally vomiting onto the floor. I mean, I had a bag, but it was not a pretty sight. And this woman is asking me for like my birth date and how do I spell my surname? After, and after, my you, name. after you threw up the third time, she said, just, just go over there. <laughs> so, yeah, just go over there. <laughs> so then, you know, there's a whole waiting room of emergency people, people there in the yeah, emergency children, room. children, the elderly. And yeah. I'm sitting next, I'm standing next to you holding your mouth to a vomit bag while you're crying out in pain. And everyone, I mean, it just went silent. It was yeah. When we walked in, there were like children crying. There were talking. old people, people grunting. Talking. There were there was a guy with like a bloody thumb. He was holding his people thumb. People were getting water, and then everything stopped. <laughs> and then thankfully, they did I guess what they call triage. So we went we went back. Like I mean, we sat there for a good at least what three well, minutes. It felt like a hundred years. Oh my but... word! It felt like a year. <laughs> well, I started. I got to the point after I think it must have been at least three minutes because I remember sitting there and thinking to myself. This is truly unfathomable that this is happening. So I switched from just groaning and yelling to yelling, somebody please help me. And yeah. I think that was the moment when people were like, okay, we, we can't let this person yeah. be in our waiting room showing the world that we're actually not helping her nearly quickly enough. Right. You know, because well, if there's a patient screaming, help me, somebody please help me. You know, where else could I possibly be that help could be coming quicker? And yet here I am and there's no help. Just ridiculous. It was, it was really, yeah, it was difficult scene. Anyway, so they got us back there and then did a bunch of tests. And right away, they put a bunch of monitors on her to see what the level of pain was. And it was that your heart rate was going at such a rapid rate that they suddenly escalated it quite a lot because they were like, wow, uh, yeah, yeah, there's something really wrong here. So then they, yeah. Uh, swooped you um, away. You still didn't have any medication at that point because you'd vomited everything that you just had taken prior to leaving for the hospital. They swooped you back to, I, I just remember my heart basically was pounding, but I got, I guess not as fast as yours. Yours was, you, <laughs> your heart rate, blood pressure, all that was off the charts. So they got us back there. And then I'm like on my phone trying to show x-rays of what the surgery has been. And yeah. And everybody's um, like, what yes. is that? And so then, yeah. yeah, series of tests and they can't get I the just pain wanna, under it, control. That was all I was Yeah. Cause say. I, I just want to say quickly that, you know, my heart rate was so high that they immediately, there were like three head surgeons in the room. I mean, it was not like you get a nurse or you get an intern, you know, and then eventually when he has time, the head guy kind of rolls around. That was not what happened. I went into the back room where they were kind of taking my blood pressure before I even got into the emergency room, you know, into the, like the back room with all the actual doctors. And the little triage girl takes my heart rate and immediately she picks up the phone and she says, you know, her heart rate is already close to 180. And she says she's in a lot of pain. She's vomiting. And I, and we can, we hear over the phone, you know, come through the phone, send her back to room two immediately, you know, and we get back there and already there are like three people all saying that they're the head guy and they're, and then four nurses come in and they've all got needles and I'm still curled up in a cannonball there and I'm vomiting every which way. And they say, we need to get your knees off your chest because we need to be able to see, we need to get you into CAT scanner because my, I think it was my hemoglobin was dropping. And so they thought I had internal bleeding. 
And at that point, when they when they finally they had to get into my artery, so they tapped my artery right there on the side of the table, which was painful because I was so dehydrated, especially after vomiting so much. And even there was a moment when I was trying to vomit, but they put my head all the way back and I couldn't. Do you remember that, mom? Yeah. <laughs> are you getting anxious? Are you, are you having flashbacks? This is the hard. This was really hard. It is because at one point they were all with needles. There, there were one at each of my arms and then one on my leg trying to tap one of my veins in one of my legs. And then there was a surgeon at my other side trying to, you know, ask me what happened. Why am I suddenly vomiting? And I was starting to choke on my own. This is really gross. I was trying, starting to choke on my own vomit and I was trying to throw up, but I, because I was on my back, I couldn't. And luckily mom comes to the rescue has a vomit bag in, in her hand and puts it to my cheek and she grabs back my head and cranks it so far to my left you were choking on your own vomit I, and everybody was so busy trying to get yeah. you stabilized that they were all and around people were you. yelling yeah and they were like it was not yeah it was not a calm room even the the doctors and the nurses themselves were yelling which at each was other. what we wanted i mean honestly that actually was very helpful because everyone was very intense and very as concerned as, as, as we were. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So there was so much hubbub going on in the room. Nobody could see the fact that <laughs> maybe I wasn't going to die from internal bleeding, but if not, I was definitely going to die from suffocation. Well, we got, the, my, we got the vomit cleared and then they were, again, we were running well, into no, the- Hold on. Oh, I, There's still something I have to say. Okay. She grabbed my head. She cranked it so far to the left that it cracked. My yes. neck cracked so loudly and just the, my vomit just poured out of my body and it cracked so loudly that everybody in the room stopped. So everybody was yelling at each other and they couldn't hear me choking, <laughs> but my, oh, my almost, neck cracked allowed, so loudly. I almost allowed the mother to accidentally injure the patient. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I stepped back at that point and they <laughs> stepped in and then they, again, we ran into the, what I was going to say is just, we ran into the painkiller problem. They were giving you fentanyl. At they that gave point. me four, four, four full syringes of fentanyl, fentanyl. Yeah. And it didn't mm -hmm. even, it had absolutely no effect. Yeah. I mean, didn't even take my heart rate down one beat. I mean, it had so, absolutely no effect. Yeah. It was a nightmare. So then they, they gave you. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, oh, we're skipping a really important part. We might not be able to cover all this in the podcast because I know that we're nearing our end time. Yes. But the mo the thing maybe that we can end on is that when they finally got a hold of the blood from my artery, it took them ages to find a tap. And when they did, they said, okay, her hemoglobin or whatever else is dropping, which means we think she has internal bleeding, which means at this point she could be pretty close to dying. Mm -hmm. So you need to call whoever you need to call is, is what they yeah. said. That's what they said. And, yeah. and I remember mom looking at me. And I, I remember my eyes rolling back into my head because I was in so much pain. That I just, I was, I can't even imagine fully. I can't even remember fully what it was like because I know that even in my worst imagination, it's not as bad as it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember my mom looking down at me and you said, you said, sweetie, eventually you're just going to fall asleep and that's going to be it. And that's going to be okay. And so it got to this oh, that point. Just got me. I just remember. I know. I, I hadn't thought of that until you just said it. I know because the doctor said she's she's dying. You need to call who you need to call. Mm -hmm. We're gonna try our best, but you need to call somebody. And then I remember me thinking, oh my word, you know, I didn't, I couldn't even really make a coherent thought, but I just remember thinking, it's that bad. I mean, it certainly feels that bad. But at this point, I'm kind of thinking, you know, death to me right now sounds better than living any longer in this amount of pain. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it was unreal. And then I remember looking at you and you saying, it's going to be okay. You know, if you basically, if you die, that's it's going to be okay. 
And I remember the amount of peace that that gave me because that meant that I didn't have Aww. to worry about you. That's right. If I did die. Oh, I'm crying. I know. Aww, I love you. I love you too. Okay, this is is probably a good place to cut off. (laughs) Well, we did call your husband first, and then oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) So we called your husband, and you got to talk to him. And oh, what a well! Oh no, I didn't talk to him. I remember him saying, "Yes, I held the phone." I remember hearing, "Hun, hun, are you there, hun?" And I just remember groaning into the phone. I couldn't couldn't make any words. It was just noise of me suffering that he had to hear and he was still here in australia and so i mean imagine the horror of hearing that phone call yeah you know he probably had it worse than any of us i told him you know i'll call you as soon as i know anything but yeah i said i you know she can't talk i remember that now i just held the phone up to your ear and then they whisked you away and um then i called your dad yeah and he was in a far off uh he was in the woods yeah, so I had to I had to call your dad. He was in the wilderness, and of course, I got an answering machine of some campground, and I had to leave a <laughs> message for the caretaker, which I wasn't positive anyone was going to check the machine, and I just left this you know heartfelt message, and and they sent someone to the campsite, and he ended up leaving and heading home. So anyway, and I think it's worth it's worth saying that both of our husbands remember that day as being probably the most traumatic of the whole right. experience. Yeah. Because I remember my husband saying that he was at work when he got the call because it was very late at night for us. So he was at work and he got the call. And of course, mom on the phone to him said, you know, they think she's dying. And my husband was so far away. And the phone call was so short because right after that, they had to sedate me because they thought that my heart was going to, you know, be too fast for me to stay alive. And so they sedated me. And so then that was it. And I had to be wheeled off for tests. You know, then it was all, they were very frantic. And I don't, I really remember what happened after that. Yeah. That's when they, Until they did all the tests, next. all the MRIs, all the, all the stuff to try to figure yeah. out what's going on. But yeah, yeah, so it was a nightmare for Aaron. And then dad, I remember saying he was in the woods with some men that he was leading and somebody came in and said, is there a Nate Winters here? Yeah. Right into the campfire. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, yeah, that's me. You know, what's what, why? And the woman said something to the effect of there's a family emergency. You need to come with me right away. Yeah. And I, and I remember him telling me afterwards that that was one of the scariest moments of his life as well. Mm. So yeah, so, so it was all around a very traumatic night for all of us. Oh, and my grandmother, my sweet grandmother was left in the emergency room waiting room for the whole night until my sweet brother came and picked her up, yeah. but she didn't want to leave us, but yeah. they didn't let more than one family member back into the room with me. In the intensive so. care, because you were in intensive yeah. care for the whole time. And they, um, yeah, she actually, I had made her go home. She would, she would have stayed the yeah, entire she wanted to week. So she was, I love her so much. She was wonderful. And um, yeah, but she had to sit out there with all the people that had just watched us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of vomit our way from one end of the lobby to the other. <laughs> yelling. Yeah. So oh, poor grandma. Let's cut it. Let's cut it off here. Okay. I love, I love everybody in this very much. We'll cut it off here and leave with the, leave you with the cliffhanger of what it was that was wrong. Yes. And that'll be the next episode. We can talk about what it actually was that had happened, how I survived, and what the following, what was it, seven days were, were like for us. Very good. And, and in the meantime, please visit us um, on iTunes. We would really appreciate it if you would give us a rating and a review. We do not have any that we can see anyway. iTunes reviews, and we need some so that we can get on the map with iTunes. So if you can leave us a rating and a review, we would really appreciate it. 
if you don't have iTunes, then obviously you can't do that, but you can leave us a... Then screw you. <laughs> screw you. Just just not a good word. Oh, come on. They know I'm joking. So, also, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Our handles for both of those sites are Not Ideal Podcast. Isn't it at Not Ideal Podcast? Uh, okay. At, okay. At Not Ideal Podcast. I'm pretty sure everybody that was understood, but yeah. Okay. No, it's at not understood. Not Make sure it's that. And not at written A-T, at with is the A hey, with a little circle around it. Is that people, explanation? Some people have never done podcasting until this podcast. Can I tell you that? Yeah, but they've done Twitter and Facebook. Oh, well, that's true. Or Twitter and Instagram. Okay, good point. Yeah. And we have a get with the time. And we have a Facebook page where we post extra pictures and have extra chats. And we just had a contest. We're going to hopefully have another contest soon. And we are so glad you're along the journey with us. I'm Kim signing off. Goodbye. And I'm Anna. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.